guys. Welcome to episode four. Um, today's episode is going to be a little different. I'm sure that you've heard us talk about our plan for Corona relief in the past. Uh, today, we're going to sort of go through that. We're going to hear from our District 2 governor, and we're going to sort of roll out our plans for our Corona relief and uh, help flatten the curve. So without further ado, Dean at Paul. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, I'm excited about uh, this episode. We've been talking about it uh, generally for the last couple of weeks, trying to get involved and make sure that during this time we are being part of the solution rather than like, worsening the issue. Um, and so we have what we've been discussing mostly Corona relief. We've got a few other updates we want to talk about and we'll do our standard Afritika. We've got a little bit of a, a special twist for you for Yudo Yudo, which we'll unveil later. But, um, you know, just to kick it off, we have our District 2 Governor, Dino Yaludakis, and we invited him on as our guest today as somebody who has dealt with um, a different type of disaster, a different type of crisis, natural disaster. Uh, when it comes to District 2, they've been since 2017 very active in natural disaster relief, um, putting people on the ground and understanding communications and logistics. And we figured, you know, we're trying to do something like that on an international scale. And of course, this isn't a natural disaster, but it's, it's, it's a disaster nonetheless, and it is a crisis that a lot of the same concepts apply to. So we wanted to have Dino on here to share his thoughts and kind of share uh, his experiences with actually implementing a disaster relief program. So Dino, please you know, give us a little bit of history on what you guys have done on the D2 level, and let's discuss how it might translate to what we're trying to do now. The first natural disaster that I was a part of was in 2018. Um, right after I was on the district, started as the district marshal, the Greek wildfires were a huge problem. So for that, we had money in our account and we decided to donate it for, um, with, along with the rest of the Ahapa family. And in that year, we had Hurricane Dorian. And during that, even though it wasn't projected to hit Florida, we still communicated with all of the chapters around the area and any member that I knew and any maid that I knew just so that we could get as many people talking with each other and making sure that everyone was okay, just in case anything happened. For 2017, I wasn't as involved with that because I was just uh, the chapter president, but I was contacted from the district lodge when they decided to bring down supplies to Tarpon Springs to share water, share canned food, anything that they had that they could donate. Um, that's pretty much all that I've been involved with. I know that we've raised money as the District Lodge and we've asked our chapters during church to raise money. Obviously you can't do that right now because church isn't, people aren't at church, but you can always petition your Ahepa chapter and the daughter's chapter to donate money for a specific cause. Um, for most of the stuff that we've done, I've asked the Ahepa and the Daughters chapter to donate physical items. And the last time we did that, I used uh, Amazon baby registry and just said, this is what we want. If you can donate it, donate it because people are more likely to donate items than cash. That's great advice, Dino. And I know, yeah, you mentioned um, Dorian and I remember us all getting on a conference call and we thought, you know, we weren't sure what the projections were and it wasn't sure whether it was going to hit Florida or Georgia or the Carolinas. So we all got a on a conference call with all the leaders of the Southeast and kind of make, made sure that everyone was accounted for, um, established a system of communication and established a plan for what happens if A, what happens if B, and we're, we were prepared to act accordingly. Now, thank God we didn't have to. We, you know, the, the hurricane didn't cause as much damage as was projected. And so, 
we didn't have to act, but we were prepared, right? So now I think I think a couple of things you're mentioning really just translate well to what we're trying to do now, um, communication, right? So making sure that we are in constant communication with all of our members to make sure that we understand what they need from us and what uh, we need from them and what we're expecting of them. So that's number one and making sure also logistically that we're prepared to be able to take, uh, you know, we're, we're essentially scaling up what you guys have done on the district level. Um, you know, taking something on the district level, donating to chapters in need, getting the chapters to pool their resources onto the district level, and having that back and forth between the local and district. Now we're doing that internationally, right? So we're going to be relying on our chapters to kind of pool their resources towards one common cause. And conversely, we're going to be orchestrating from the national level to make sure that the chapters that are most impacted are helped accordingly. Um, so I, I think, you know, what you guys have done, you know, has been really kind of like a good training ground for what we're having to do now. And like I said, a, a, not a natural disaster, but a disaster nonetheless, and something where we can apply those same concepts. So um, thank you for your insight, Dino. Um, great work you guys have been doing on District 2, and we were happy to have you on. Thank you. Yeah, so. and any help that any chapter can give, even if it's 50 bucks to the local food bank or a package of toilet paper rolls, I know that our food pantry in uh, Clearwater always loves it when I bring anything to them. Of course, yeah, and that, that I think has been our, our mission through this whole thing is we're trying to make sure that no matter what, you can find a way to get involved, even if it's, yeah. whether it's financial, whether it's supplies, whether it's by making something yourself or donating something that you don't need that somebody else does, there's, there's a way for everyone to get involved. And I think you guys have been the epitome of that in District 2. And hopefully we can scale that up and, you know, do bigger and better and again, be part of the solution, not the crisis. So. Thanks, exactly. Dino. We appreciate it. We'll talk Thank to you, you guys. Soon. You have a good day. Thanks, Thanks Dino. Dino. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think now's a good time, guys, to just really roll out what our plan is for Corona relief. Um, and we discussed, of course, the monetary donations. Those are going to be, in some ways, the easiest way to help if, if you're financially able to and willing. Uh, we are going to recommend to everybody United Way because it's something that will hit uh, long-term relief. Now, of course, this is a crisis that has short-term issues, but it has a long-term impact. So United Way is going to be able to help out with uh, financial stability in the long-term, uh, increase education and economic development, and in the short-term, provide food and shelter to those who need it. Uh, the thing I like about it, again, as we mentioned, is there's local options to help in your community if it's more impacted or to donate to the Worldwide Fund. So monetarily feel free to donate uh we'll go ahead and be sharing all of our, our links to donation donate directly to them again we we are not asking to pull our money together on the national level we ask that you donate directly let us know so we can make sure to, that we're you know keeping track of everyone and understanding what how everyone is getting involved but please donate directly to the organization uh in need and um you know that being said if you have an organization i know We've talked to a couple people that already have local organizations they've been raising money for. If you if you have one in mind, feel, do that. Do uh, you know? Feel free to donate to them as well. Help your local community. United Way is a suggestion that we're kind of offering all of our chapters. But if you have one else in mind, please just any way you can get involved is fantastic. Um, and and the you know the household supplies we've discussed for people who aren't able to grocery shop. It'll be great for us to be able to collectively pool our resources, things we might not need or have an excess to be able to donate to those in need in a time where uh, if they're elderly or vulnerable, they can't 
they can't leave the house to go grocery shop in a lot of situations or pe even people who have been laid off might not be able to afford food these days. Uh, so being able to provide that for them is important. And then of course the PPE, which is the big thing that we're gonna be getting involved in is making or donating PPE to make sure that everybody is staying safe, slowing down the spread of the virus. Um, and so I think we'll talk a little bit about logistically how we wanna handle this. Um, as we said, first and foremost is gonna be communication. We expect all of our chapters to be communicating with us and we will be communicating with you very heavily over the next few weeks, however long this takes, few months, few weeks, um, however long our relief effort takes until we've made a significant impact. Um, to make sure that all our needs are assessed and make sure that we're impacting properly. So uh, what we'll, what we're, our plan is, is we will be, at least for PPE, we will be coordinating with our chapter members to either donate what you have, if you have raw supplies, so we will have medically reviewed uh, instructions and we will actually be making tutorial videos on how to make your own PPE, mainly surgical masks, the cloth masks uh, for homemade use. So that this way, again, the professional grade masks will be reserved for healthcare workers, frontline workers, and those who are not in that industry will be able to make the cloth masks. Um, what we will do is we'll, hopefully each chapter, we hope will designate a specific individual so that we avoid contact uh, to be the designated delivery person that will go around and deliver the raw supplies where needed to the different members. And then the next week they will go pick up those same supplies, but this time it'll be finished products and deliver them to the areas of need. So this way, uh, we wanna make sure that we're doing this safely and effectively. And so our members will not have to leave their house and we will have one designated individual who with a mask and gloves will pick up the finished product, sanitize them and deliver them to the proper channels. Uh, what we'll be doing from our end is, again, if you can get the raw supplies locally, either if you have extra supplies in your house, that's great. Um, if you can purchase them locally, do that as well. If you cannot and you need help from us, we will be shipping um, fabric and we will be shipping elastics and we will include instructions on how to make these masks. And what we would suggest is uh, we will ship those to the designee. Again, he will deliver them, you will make the masks and we will have that same designee deliver the finished product. And that goes the same for household supplies as well. We encourage everybody to have a designated delivery individual. Uh, so that this way we're minimizing contact as much as possible, but getting all of our resources to the proper channels as quickly and effectively as possible. So that's gonna be our, our general plan. We'll be reaching out to our members offline and individually with more details and instruction. Keep an eye out for our social media for all, um, you know, all of our instructions and kind of guidance on how to make sure that we're we're handling this properly, again, safely yet effectively. And, um, you know, hopefully hopefully we can make a, a pretty decent impact on this and try to help some people in need. So that's, that's about it for Corona, I think. Awesome, well, thank you, Paul, we appreciate that. Uh, let's move on to our next segment of the now with Timothy. Uh, so we've got a lot of news for you guys. Um, Let's start off with something that we've been talking about for a little while now. We've got that uh, Call of Duty tournament that we've been discussing. Um, I think we're just working on some final details and everything should be released next week. Uh, I know everyone's pretty excited for that. Uh, and Ryan's been practicing a lot there. I'm very bad. <laughs> uh, uh, some disappointing news, but uh, the way everything is right now, it looks like we're gonna have to cancel Greeks in New York. Uh, and 
but I guess some good news is we're working on uh, potentially making some t-shirts for Greeks in New York or Greeks in Atlanta. So uh, it'd be a little commemorative sort of thing since we're not going to be able to actually see and meet with everyone. Um, one thing that we're still, we're still working on with the maids is the, the roots, our roots that we discussed last week. Um, if you can connect with some family member and learn their journey and how they got to where they are now. And uh, I think that's all that I've got. Cool. Fantastic. Um, Jan, Athletica, what's going on? postponed but still postponed um there has been some news uh the nba actually i was reading this i had this saved just for today uh beginning on may 1st the nba is allowing teams to open their practice facilities to players in cities player in cities and states where local governments have eased stay-at-home orders sources tell espn so that's some sort of step in the right direction i know that doesn't apply to everyone i don't know what the states i think it's georgia Texas and Florida and some other states that have reopened. So there's a few. Yeah, you're from there. Yeah, a few teams from there that will be reopening. Our our NBA team is. uh... (laughs) Uh, NFL draft. I don't know if anyone watched that. It's the first time I think I've seen all three days of it and followed it and actually. Because there was nothing else on, right? So I that was the first like live sports that you've had in forever. So I was on. I was on the same kind of thing that we're doing right now. I was on video calls for like four or five hours for the drafts. Just I, as I was on working, I was doing deliveries and they'd be telling me like who was getting drafted and stuff. Those are good friends. I was getting really um, aggravated when the – had weeks in terms of sports, so. I know, that's right. I was getting when – when the Giants were picking, I was getting really aggravated. Uh, I know it feel bad for me because I am a Giants fan. But uh, every time we were on the clock, they went to commercial. Every single time, all seven – First round, first round they announced it, but all the six rounds it was like Giants are on the clock. Here's a commercial. Here's a video of a, you know it, was, it was insane. I didn't hear a single Nobody pick. Cares. Thank no. you, Ryan. Nobody cares. Okay. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But it was cool seeing every coach's home and stuff. Like you saw Bill Check's little beach house in Cape Cod there. Or Jerry Jones's yacht. Just, just yeah, I don't know where that man was. He was in the middle of the Atlantic or something. Who knows. I will say I do care a little bit more about the Giants now, and this is going to be my segue into the 2020 draft. Who got picked from the University of Georgia? Uh, In the first round overall, number four pick was Andrew Thomas. He went to the Giants. So congratulations, Paul. Yeah, he did. Really excited about that one. I know you're unfamiliar with this, but you have something called talent on your team now. (laughs) Um, Number 29 overall. First round, Isaiah Wilson went to the Titans. I don't – whatever. Uh, second round, number 35. This is a big one. I'm a big fan of it personally. I may or may not have tutored him back in the day. Who knows? Uh, DeAndre Swift went to the Lions. Uh, he's going to be at home with the, uh, with the old quarterback, Matthew Stafford, uh, one of the arguably greatest quarterbacks in the league, but that's besides the point. Um, in the fourth round – excuse me? Arguably. Uh, Arguably was the key word. Fourth round, uh, number 111 overall, Solomon Kindly, Kenley, excuse me, I don't know if I pronounced that right, went to the Dolphin. Uh, Dan Marino played there. He's my dad. And then uh, fifth round, (laughs) uh, 
fifth round, 167th overall, when our quarterback, Jake Fromm, went to the Bills. Uh, that's a New York team, right? Buffalo, yes, upstate New York. Yeah, I, nobody saw that coming. That's close to Canada. That's close to Timmy, actually. You guys have the NFL there? We no? watch it. <laughs> we watch it. All better than what we call uh, Another pick, yeah, I believe. Whatever we have. <laughs> Sixth round, Charlie Werner went to the 49ers, and Tay Crowder went to the Giants as well. So congratulations, Paul. You, you can now say that you have uh, decent players. That's a lot of Thank players. You. Thank you. I can also say I have Super Bowls, which is a lot more than the Falcons can say lately, right? So. Absolutely right. And then Yanni, I'll go ahead and say it for you, 28-3. and three. So. <laughs> it's fitting that I came to Atlanta to watch Tom when his – you know what's really pissing me off, actually, is this whole, like, Tampa Brady and all of him starting that kind of stuff. I don't, is I don't it like, a little bit of salt in the wound that he brought Gronk out of retirement? Just, spraying lime on the wound at this point like just shut up already you're in tampa bay we get it like you really fit the uh, tampa bay lifestyle you, you guys hear that he walked into someone else's home by accident yes yes that was fantastic you heard it here folks on our podcast tom brady walked into somebody's house accident <laughs> oh it's tom brady we all know yanni was sitting there wishing it was him but it was not so here we are i wouldn't like, call the cops right if tom brady was in my house i'm like you want a beer can i talk to you for a little bit sit down hang out yeah, he's gonna get a house like two doors down and be like, like redesign it so it looks. I'm gonna put the same numbers on it too, and like read it. Yeah, so he thinks that it's his house. Unlock all the doors and stuff. Hey, you know now, Tampa has you know two very good sources of talent, both the Tom Brady, the infamous Tom Brady, and uh, what's that? What's that other team? Oh right, the Tampa Bay Lightning, baby. Oh, okay. You went from one. I thought you were going to start talking about Gronk. I'm already upset. I'm still upset about that, but. We already, we already went over your. your the pain. lightning? That was in 04. Okay. Get over it. Do you stop talking about the Euro Cup? I think it's Ryan's just... watched like one game. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The Euro Cup is a national treasure, right? Yeah. We all, we all joined together in loving the Greece Euro Cup victory. In if anyone watched the 04 Stanley Cup, comment below whether Calgary won there or not, because I know that Calgary won that. The puck had crossed the, puck the line. The line. And you know it. The 100%. Puck, you. puck crossed the line. I feel like that's probably got to be like Canada's national motto at this point. What did the officials say? Huh? No, no. Huh? Okay, and with that, uh, we're going to move on to our final segment. You know, you know, like I said, today's a bit of a special episode. Um, our last segment's actually going to be a little snippet of a video that we had. Um, the Lodge, the four of us, had a conversation with a bunch of our chapter presidents around our nation and actually internationally. We had a couple from Canada as well. And um, we would love to kind of share just a little snippet of what we talked about, a little bit of our intro. Um, you can actually find the entire video posted to our YouTube channel. Uh, we posted it everywhere else. So for those of you that are, you know, might be listening to our podcast, uh, go ahead and hop onto our YouTube channel and check out the video. It's just a meeting, um, kind of sharing ideas, talking about what's going on nationally. So if you're curious about your brothers uh, and kind of what's going on in their lives, feel free to check out that video. Um, we're going to actually go ahead and place that here. Really happy to see all of you here. Uh, it's been a while since most of us have talked, so I'm glad this gives us an opportunity to get together. The main purpose of this meeting is to 
kind of go around, you know, given the fact that a lot of us are in quarantine right now, a lot of our physical events have been canceled or postponed. It's been tough for us all to really get together. This gives us that outlet. So we're going to go around, uh, try to get some, you know, we as the Supreme Lodge want to get some chapter updates from you guys. We want to be able to give you guys some updates from national down to the local level. And we want to make sure that everybody across our organization is, you know, staying safe, staying informed, staying involved and staying.